Welcome to Projects from the Heart podcast. Listen as we talk with changemakers who are forging ahead to follow their dreams and passions. Get inspired by these trailblazers and hear them share their secrets of success. Find that aha moment, that inspired one-liner that will propel you to live your dreams and a more fulfilled life. Here are your hosts, Ingrid Verkamen and Jeff Poole. So here she comes, a great lady, a friend. Jenny Richardson is joining us in a heartful conversation today. Her project from the heart is very grounded, practical and uplifting. She is Samoan born and now lives in New Zealand. Jenny has always pushed herself to knee heights growing up. The first of her family to have attended university and today many of her family members have been inspired to follow her footsteps of obtaining higher education. She believes in continuous learning and sharing knowledge with others to impact their lives in a positive way. She has a purposeful mission to empower Pacific women to take control and be great leaders, good role models inside and outside of their homes, and to encourage the sharing of great stories to uplift others. Jenny is a businesswoman, a property investor, an author, mentor, and speaker. You can find out more about her on our website. Hello, women beyond ordinary. We have a very special friend in the hot seat today, a fellow Toastmaster. We, Jeff, Shenny, and I are in the same Toastmasters club. I find Shenny an ongoing, down-to-earth, kind, loving, giving, successful woman. A woman with perseverance and a can-do mentality. Jeff, is that also your impression? You know, Ingrid, it's amazing how you can be acquainted with someone and not be aware of their incredible story. It wasn't until I heard Sienny give a couple of talks that I realized not only what an incredible journey she'd been on, but how it had forged her into a strong, resilient, but also at the same time, kind and thoughtful woman. And I'm looking forward to discovering more of her story. Yeah, well, I bet you do. So, <laughs> ladies, tune in and listen to Shani's story. Take it in. Is there something that resonates with you? Have you ever wondered why some people's life journey seems to go so smoothly, seemingly without effort? Have you ever wondered what value a good upbringing is with parents who believe in you? encourage you and respect your wishes and feelings? Have you ever wondered what the legacy of your culture means? Have you ever wondered why someone can become so enthusiastic with what they have accomplished? The people I'm talking about want to share their experiences and life lessons with others. That becomes their new reality, the sharing, education, wishing well and improve the life of others. That becomes a project on its own, and that's huge. Good values, knowing your goals and stay focused brings you to your destiny. Timeframes, boundaries, determination are good tools to work with. And our guest, Shani Richardson, is the living proof you can dream and materialize your dream into a reality. And all it takes is, uh, 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 let's learn from her. A warm welcome to Shani Richardson. 
Thank you so much, Ingrid and Jeff, for that wonderful uh, introduction. I'm very honoured. Yes, welcome, CNH. <laughs> so great to have you here. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> well, Shani, we, we know a little bit of your story and we admire you so much. You now have this feeling, this urge that you have to educate others. Mm. How, how, how did your story begin? Well, with um, growing up in the islands, and I was born in Samoa, and being the youngest of seven children, I was always learning through observation of my early mentors, which were my grandparents, parents, and siblings. I learned some really important values early on by my parents. Those values were spiritual, family, love, respect, and service of others. And I believe those were the values that has made me the person I am today. I will treasure them because I can also transfer the same values to other people that are open-minded to accept them. And early on to my journey from Samoa to New Zealand, we always had a home and we felt safe, secure. And coming to New Zealand, that was also the impression that I wanted to have was something that I can own myself. And it was from then on that I felt home ownership was another goal of mine. So how, how was your life in Samoa? I can imagine when you have six siblings that you have to, to find your spot somewhere and to discover your own individuality. How was life? I wouldn't say we were poor. I wouldn't say we were rich, but we were in the middle. We were a progressive family. My father was the main income earner in our family. So he was always in pursuit of uh, finding opportunities so that he can provide for his family. And myself being the youngest, I think I was always, I wasn't spoiled, should I say, but I think I was given the, of the same opportunities as, as my other siblings. So there was no favoritism in that household. We were oh. all treated, we were all treated fairly and disciplined fairly. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you mean with disciplined and fairly? Was uh, there were rules to obey or what? Yeah, there were very important rules to um, abide by. The old, the old way of discipline was if you mess up, you would get the belt. <laughs> Ooh, that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> but to me, I believe that old way of discipline had contributed to to my self-discipline today. And the great learning from that was it really made us think, oh, we better not do something. So we were always thinking, well, we know the consequences if we do this. So that kind of pulled us away from doing the naughty stuff. Consequence certainly is a great teacher, isn't it? And mm -hmm. I think often we can lose sight of that sometimes by removing consequences from our children's actions but making them wear the consequences certainly helps them to learn quite quickly doesn't it totally totally so you said that home is very important to you and that has progressed you or propelled you into investing into property is that something that's against your culture tell us about home ownership and your culture Home ownership. In Samoa, there's usually a, 
uh, a communal, like a, uh, a family would have a home and it's more communal living. Right. So nothing belongs to an individual. It was more about the whole family owning a home. So it was open to right. all members of the family, which was really good. You know, and, and that was something growing up and I admire that because you know, more family would come in and we can have all this sharing and fun and laughter. So that's the extended family? That is the extended family. We are very big on family in Samoa. So for to you getting into property investing, did that take a leap of faith? I'd say yes, because when I came to New Zealand, I think the intention was to own my own home. But when I moved to New Zealand and meeting a, a, a mortgage broker that actually guided me and, and led me to a different direction, which was instead of owning my own home, was uh, he advised that I should own a, yeah, a rental property. And it was from then on, which it was the conversation that, with him that actually led me to that pathway, because he basically, being the investor himself, he said, why don't you go this way, buy this property and the next and the next, and I can almost guarantee you that you're, you know, you're, you'll be okay later in life if you go that pathway. So that was foreign um, information to me. I, I never knew that, uh, that information before I landed in New Zealand, but it was only when I expand, I, I, I guess I expand my network of people that was actually, um, that actually instilled different thoughts and possibilities for myself that I didn't think it was something that I could do. I think you've touched on a really powerful thing there in that our experience and our thoughts can be our limitation. And by coming into contact with someone who extended your thinking, it opened a whole door of possibilities to you, which is really exciting. So when you left Samoa, was there a reason for you to uh, leave your homeland? I finished my education and I graduated from high school and I wanted to go to college, but there were a couple of things that held me back from pursuing that path was money was tight in our household and my grades, they weren't good enough to uh, score a scholarship. So I, therefore I had to find a job. And my first job was the fish cleaner at this tuna cannery in American Samoa. I knew education was important because when I was working in that organization, I could see people at different levels of um, managerial levels and, and the higher they go, the higher their pay. And I felt at the time I was hitting a ceiling with the pay because of the value that I added to the company being a fish cleaner. And I knew then if I don't make any change, I will probably be continue to earn the same low pay, which is um, not a lot, which was not a lot at that time. <laughs> Worked for the company for 10 years and I knew there was some stuff that some unfinished business. I made the choice that I was going to go back to school after about 10 years. It's always hard coming back to school as a mature student, trying to compete with young ones. Mm and leaving my family behind because we, you know, we're so big with our, uh, with our families. Although it was a tough decision to leave my parents behind, but I felt at the time that I needed to do something for myself, that when the timing is right, we've got to take those opportunities. How much was your upbringing part of this decision to leave Samoa? 
was this encouraged also by your parents? My parents, um, they were a bit old school in the days. And I suppose I could uh, say I was part old school. <laughs> when, when I started working at this cannery and witnessing the lives of, the, you know, of various people around the company, where they were able to travel and go off to trainings and so forth, and just a different lifestyle. And, you know, I was envy of those lifestyles. And from then on, I thought, oh, well, I, I could, you know, I could live those, that kind of lifestyle. I just need to find ways of how to. So I think it was mainly my own perseverance in wanting to attain that, that life myself that made that decision. I think at one point my uh, father was, was not, too, not too thrilled with the decision of leaving home, but I think at the time it was a bit selfish for him in a way. But now looking back, I think he's not with us anymore, but I think he's, um, he'll be very proud with what, you know, who I am today as you know, his daughter because um, the things that he's taught me I've actually, uh, you know, lived through my life to today. Uh, what are the main things so important that you learned from him? He was an entrepreneur himself. He was always trying things. And that was my observation of him. He was always doing things on his own and doing entrepreneurial businesses. He was so focused in achieving what he wants to achieve. And he would do whatever it takes to achieve something. And those so, were good learning skills. Can you give us some examples what uh, he was focused on in the ship? He wanted, he was a bus driver. He drove a bus in American Samoa. And that was his little business, find someone to lend the money, to lend him the money to buy the, the, the bus so he can operate the bus. He would work extensive hours to, um, to collect, to get the money so he can feed his family. So he was, he was a hardworking um, individual. And those were also some of the good skills that I saw in him of if you want something really bad, you've got to put in the effort. That's great. So, Yeni, uh, you have taken some of your life learnings and put them into a book. Tell us about the book. I've read, I call the book Awala. It's a Samoan word in English. It's road or pathway. And it's a metaphor. I've used the, the letters of the word awala, um, like A for attitude, U for unique skills, A for achievement, L for leadership, and the last A for accomplishment. So all those uh, letters stands for something, stands for the journey that I've taken from the islands to, to New Zealand. And all through the, the journey are some of the learnings that I have learned some of the learnings that I have learned over time and the different skills, skill set that I have learned just by being open to other people, sharing their knowledge for myself, finding that knowledge and investing in myself. So the book basically, I'd say it's a legacy and it's also a way for me to impart my knowledge um, and learning to someone else because it will be a very good feeling to see someone else take one, one thing from the book mm -hmm. and make a adjustment or a change to their life for the better. 
that will be a satisfactory feeling. <laughs> when, when I look at you, then you think, oh, her life went really smooth. She had a really <laughs> good upbringing. Uh, the father was a very caring man, providing for the family, give a good example. And look where she ended up. But I, can, I cannot believe that somebody's life goes just that smooth. Where were the pitfalls? Where were the pitfalls? I tell you a story. Uh, when I came to uh, New Zealand, my name is uh, Sieni. And when I moved to New Zealand, I went to university and I started applying for jobs. And I had my name on the resume. And I believe it was my someone name on the resume that didn't help me score interviews. I changed my name to Jane Delson. As soon as I did that, I scored a few, um, few interviews and I got a few jobs. So, and I have carried that, that name ever since. I had, those were some of the things that I had to make change initially coming here. I felt as if I was being robbed from my identity by actually myself having to change my name. But it's a, I had to do that in order for me to, to get a job to have that sense of belonging into a different new country that, I, um, that I'm in. Like now, i using my Samoan name now going forward. I want people to know that I know who I am. I am a Samoan woman. I want to stand for who I am as a Samoan woman. Talking to you now, Sini, I can really hear your heart to help other people. If there were one message that you could say to every young woman out there, what would it be? Uh, one there's a lot of messages. <laughs> <laughs> you can give us a couple then. <laughs> I'll just give things a go. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah, I've been there and you know, never stop learning. I have invested in myself personally and professionally because I believe in continuous learning. I don't know a lot of things. Always ask for help. Never be afraid to ask. You know, yeah. it's not a, it, it's actually not a, um, it's a strength, not a weakness. So, and who is Shanna now? Who is she? A, a, a confident woman. A woman that is able to say, I live in abundance and I'm grateful for this life. And I'm grateful for the people around me. And I'm grateful for my family. And I'm grateful to God for the blessing. So, that's your biggest success. That is my biggest success. And also to see another woman achieve her success through my help that will be another big achievement for me what kind of a job do you do at the moment i currently work as a accounts person at the uh, at Todd energy so it's more in the in the in the finance area but that's not your project from the heart because you are driven by something else and that keeps you going and that's why you wrote a book and that's what you want to bring out in the world so what is exactly your concern that you want to help this woman? Mm. What do you see when you look at the woman in Samoa? Well, the, the culture in itself is, is very strong, which is good. But I think there's, there's a lot of giving, giving into the church and giving into the families. To me, the priority is the woman's family. The priority is, you know, look after your family first before people else. Yeah, a better lifestyle for them and for their families and also be able to uh, you know make better decision with the finance like money like mm -hmm. how 
how to value money because that's why there's restriction in what they can do or where they can go because of the, the mindset around money. And what is the mindset around money with Samoan women? You know, there's no much emphasis in saving for, the, for tomorrow, but it's only for today. Some families, it's the uh, education, you know, there's lack of education. There's more giving to the church and this demand from there that they feel that they've obligated to take care of that side as opposed to priority, prioritizing the family. Yeah, yeah and, and also because, you know, if something happens to the health, they're not going to have any savings or anything to, you know. And that's your worry and that's what you want to bring out and change. Uh, people in Samoa, they will see you as a great success. Hmm? Yeah, I think they, they, they will. <laughs> they, they do because it, my life is totally different from their life. So that kind of comes back to the title of your book about pathways. You're yeah. forging a pathway and, and showing you can follow me in this. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Well, Shani, this conversation was very enlightening and we learned a lot about you and your aspirations. I know that you're going to reach your goal by encouraging others. Thank you for being on this conversation. It was an honor for us to have you here. Yes, thank you, Shani, for sharing your story. We've, I've really enjoyed hearing some of your, your story and catching some of your heart. So thank you. No, thank you. No, I'm really honored for the um, opportunity. It's, it's critical that, we, um, that I put these things in place because time is precious. <laughs> That's true. Well, we wish you all the best and uh, we'll see you then back at Toastmasters and on other occasions as yes. friends. Thanks so much for tuning in. And before we leave, perhaps something sparked in you. You may have questions or just want to surround yourself with like-minded people, other entrepreneurs and women beyond ordinary. Join our Facebook page and also a closed group, WBO Exclusive Club, where women can be open and where it is safe to talk and get inspired. We would love you to tune in soon. Have a lovely day.